0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Robin Henderson Wilson about leaning into our mindfulness journey to become a highly engaged leader. Robin Wilson. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thanks for having me, John. It is a pleasure to be with you today. I'm super excited to have a nice conversation with you around areas of your expertise. We're going to be talking about leaning into our mindfulness journey to become a highly engaged leader. And this is what you focus on in a lot of your work, your consulting, your book. Uh, And so we're going to be unpacking that together today. I'm joining you from Hawaii. I'm actually here for for a work conference, so I'm not in my normal location south of Salt Lake City in Utah, and Dr. Wilson is joining us from the Central Time Zone. Where are you located? I'm in Missouri.
1: I'm just outside of Kansas City, Missouri.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. That's where my my family lives. My parents live uh, about 45 minutes outside of Kansas City, so I get back there often to visit. It is a great place. Wonderful to be with you. Uh, As we get started, I just wanted to share Robin's bio with everybody. Educator, counselor, ordained minister, speaker, coach, mindfulness trainer. These are just a few of the terms that describe Robin E. Henderson-Wilson, Ph.D., and her professional accomplishments. As a recognized leader in the field of education, Robin is poised to add author to her growing list of achievements. Journey Forward, her first publication, will be available this fall. Robin is a hardworking, tenacious, and inspiring professional who has committed her life's work to empowering those around her to think big and to dream even bigger. As the only child of a strong, industrious mother, Robin learned early in life the value of hard work and determination. What a wonderful background. I could go on and on, but I'm going to leave it there for now. Is there anything else you would like to highlight or share with listeners by way of your background and personal context before we dive on in further?
1: I just think I still always think of myself as the sixth grade teacher I was many, many years ago. Um, So approach life both as a teacher and a student and learner constantly. So I am excited to share more about my journey today.
0: Yeah, well said. Lifelong learning is so crucial it's always been so. But I think in this in the world we're in today, with the pace and the rate of change, uh, we, we just need to lean into the messiness, the complexities, the uncertainties, and be in a continuous growth mindset where we're learning constantly. And if we don't, we're going to fall behind. Uh, and I think that certainly applies to us personally, you know, in our individual lives, uh, in our home life and everything. But it also, it, it definitely applies in organizations. Organizations exist to add value to the market and to serve their customers and to serve their people. And if you're not staying on the forefront uh, and learning how to adopt new technologies and and to continue to innovate, you're you're not going to be able to add that value and eventually you'll become irrelevant, right? And that's not what anyone wants. So so leaning into the learning, making sure that we're constantly uh, experimenting and and striving and pushing the, the limits of our understanding is so very, very important. Well, thank you for that, and, and uh, so many great accomplishments, both career as well as your educational accomplishments. Um, as we get started today, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your mindfulness journey, what that has meant to you, and how that has impacted your own style of leadership.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, Um, kind of our conversation here around lifelong learning, both professionally and personally, is actually how I ended up on the mindfulness journey. I wouldn't have used that phrase to describe, you know, my way of being and living um, just a few years ago. But in 2019, I was working for a large school district as their director of develop training and development and had the opportunity to participate in a six month mindfulness certification course. And in my mind, I thought, okay, I'm getting this certification so we can figure out how to use this in our school district with our teachers and staff. And little did I know how impactful it would be on me, uh, both personally and professionally. And so it really magnified for me as a leader of a team, the importance of how small, small mindless acts um, were impacting my team. Uh, So uh, for example, that I became aware of I would often eat lunch at my desk, like many folks do, right? You got a thousand things to do. So we're going to multitask through it. We're going to eat. We're going to answer emails. We're going to do all of those things mindlessly, you know, because it's just wrote in its habit. And I didn't realize until I got into the mindfulness training and started being more present and aware that my team was starting to mimic my bad habits. And so my team, because I didn't realize what was being communicated to them as a leader, thought, oh, we just got to push through. We have a lot to do. So you always just push through. You stay at your desk. You work through your lunch. Because we do. We, everybody always has a lot to do, right? And it was getting into the space of mindfulness that I realized without intending to create that culture that I had. Um, And it just totally set me back as a leader to step back and wonder how many other times had I done that? How many other times had I seen leaders do that where we do things and we aren't mindful about how they not only impact us, but how they impact those around us. So that was was where my journey into mindfulness began.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. That's a good example because it, it really is the simple little things day to day that often are just... They just it's habit. It's just sitting in the back of our head. We're not actively thinking about it. We just do it. And it may work for us. Like there's nothing wrong with eating your lunch uh, at your desk while working. That's fine. As long as you're making sure you're taking breaks and, you know, you you don't want to burn out. But if that's what works for you, that's fine. The problem is when you're a leader, you're not just doing it for you. People are always watching and it, you, you don't have to be communicating to them that, Hey, everyone better take their lunch at their desk, or I'm going to notice, and I'm going to, you know, punish you or think poorly about you, or you're going to lose out on an opportunity for a promotion or whatever. Like we don't have to say those words for people to pull that meaning out of what they see us doing. Right. Yeah. And it was uh, just it,
1: that little thing, right. That I could trace back to leaders I had worked under. Uh, Worked alongside that had done similar things and knowing that that was never the intent of their actions, but it was the impact that the action had.
0: Yeah. So we just have to be very aware that people are watching. And in this case, it's a rather simple thing it's eating your lunch at your desk. Other people may have chosen to do that anyways. Uh, It's not the end of the world that people are mimicking that, but. People don't need to do that. Like they can go take a lunch. They can, and, and it's it's a thousand other little things, right? That just start to build up, and then all of a sudden, you know, we have these blind spots. We're not even paying attention to this, and unbeknownst to us, our people are frustrated. They're burned out. Uh, they're stressed, and they think that these are expectations that we have for them when we don't actually have them, right? And so we we have to be mindful in in terms of how we view our own. Um, experience in the day to day. We have to be uh, aware and present about how it's impacting us. We also have to be mindful and present with our people and understanding how our actions are impacting them. Right. And that's what it means to be a leader. And I, I, I've had this conversation with leaders before, and they're, they're like, well, you know, I can't control what other people think. They're going to think what they're going to think. And so I'm just going to do my thing and I'll tell them if it's important. And if not, then I, I can't be held responsible for things that they do that i didn't tell them to do that that's the thing i i hear leaders say sometimes and while there's a certain logic to that and i and i do understand where they're coming from they're failing to understand and to recognize and to acknowledge just the 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 fundamental principle of being a leader and that is everything you do is being communicated (laughs) to your people and you don't get to pick and choose like if 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 you think it's not a big deal, but everyone else around you thinks it's a big deal, guess what? It's a big deal. And and so you have to do everything. Yep, absolutely.
1: Yeah, there was a recent survey um, that I saw I talked about the top three reasons people are quitting their jobs. And one of them is, you know, a couple are around not feeling valued or seen by their organization or their managers and, and then not feeling a sense of belonging. Right. And so if we take that approach as leaders of, well, how they interpret my actions, isn't really my, my issue, not my problem, then that feeds into them, not feeling like we see them or we hear them or we value them. And, and, that's probably even more exacerbated now in our current context and world with all of the things that have gone on over the last two years. And so as leaders, we really do have not only a responsibility to the people we lead, but also ourselves as as engaged leaders. You know, we we may think, and I as I've become more of a practitioner of mindfulness, I realized that me eating my meal while multitasking, right, um, is not actually healthy for me. Uh, Because when you think about being able to listen to your body's cues about when it's full or when something you've eaten hasn't agreed with it, you miss that if you are also responding to emails and not paying attention and you just eat and eat. And so not being mindful moves beyond just our leadership of our people, but also how we lead ourselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Uh, Something else I know you you focus a lot of your time and attention on is the engaged leader. Tell us about the engaged leader and how that connects back to this, this conversation around mindfulness. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Academy,
1: So along my mindfulness journey, um, the, owner of the company and who led the the certification trainer, my my collaborator and now partner, Robin Todd, um, who owns the company Mindful Momentum, had found that in her work of trainings inside of corporations, inside of school districts, there was a lot of interest in mindfulness practices for kind of what you'd call our rank and file employees. But it wasn't surfacing up to the leadership level. Thus, it wasn't becoming... A part of the larger culture of organizations. And so she had had this vision for wanting to think about how do we help leaders think about what mindfulness means for them. And, and so we decided to jump in together and develop what we are calling the engaged leader. And it really is designed to help leaders take what they already know and have, but how to take those tools and open themselves up to be fully present so that they can be the best version of themselves as a leader. How do they manage themselves, right? So yes, I may think it's okay for me to multitask while I'm meeting, but it actually isn't the best thing, not only for my people, but also for my health. And so it really is about inviting leaders into a space of self-reflection, of awareness, being aware of their own identity and well-being, and how that shows up as a leader. Um, helping them think about their inner. Personal engagement. So, how are they coaching coaching their people? How are they building a culture that is going to create the outcomes that they want? Um, How are they thinking about the well being of their people? Are they listening? Are they being empathetic? Um, And then just that intentional overall development, whether it be of a company, a team, a department. Are they being more proactive or are they living in a space of being reactive? And so helping leaders think about how do you lead beyond the now? Doing, being mindful opens you up to not only see where you are, but have a clearer view of where you want to go.
0: Yeah, yeah, well said. I, I think engagement's what it's all about. When we talk about employee experience and employee engagement, we want people mindful, present actively engaged in their work day-to-day, excited about what they're doing, uh, passionate, and, and that's what's going to lead to better outcomes in terms of efficiencies, productivity, innovation, all those sorts of things. And the same thing applies to leadership, right? If, if I want to be an effective and a, an impactful leader, then I need to be an engaged leader. That means I need to be present and mindful around how I'm interacting with my people day to day, hour to hour. That means I need to be actively engaged and passionate about what I'm doing and sharing the vision of the unit, the the division, the the team, you know, the organization with my people. And ultimately, if I am acting disengaged, uh, that's going to filter down to my people. It's inevitable. Uh, And, and, Leaders are people too. Leaders are human. And so they're going to have good days and bad days and you're going to get frustrated and you're going to have times where something's happening. You're you're just feeling stuck and you don't want to go to work or you don't want to work on this project or there's this thing you have to do that, you know, you don't want to do, but you have to do it. Like everyone has that. Every leader has that. And, uh, you know, if you're a, a good leader and you see that in your people, you can support them. The question is, if that's happening for you, who's supporting you in doing that? Sometimes you have someone you report to that's going to provide that same level of support for you, but oftentimes not. And so we just have to be super, super present with ourselves to understand, like you were saying with, with eating lunch at your desk, like you just have to listen to your body cues. You have to see where you're at and, and how you're functioning and handling the situations. And if you're having a hard day, a bad day, a high stress, high anxiety day, you need to know yourself well enough and be in tune enough to know if you need to do something else, take a break. You know, take take a walk, have a walking meeting, whatever, like do something to interrupt the pattern so that you can re-engage uh, and, and do it in a healthy way, in a sustainable way. And if we can't, yeah. if we can't do that, not only will that impact us, certainly our health, our mental, our physical mental health, uh, but also our leadership. And it's going to trickle down to our people. And then we're just not going to have the types of positive outcomes that we want.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that appealed to me when I was going through the mindfulness uh, certification training was, you know, often people say things like, well, I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to. And we're, we're very much built around this idea of micro practices, right, that you can take one minute. Just give yourself the space to be open to what's happening. Where are you in that moment, right? To your point, we as leaders have off days. We have bad days. We're human. Um, It is not like we're in a bubble and all of what has happened in the world the last two years hasn't touched leaders. Absolutely, it's just the opposite. We've been deeply impacted and we have to be aware of how that's impacting us. Some research that I saw recently talked about kind of leadership capacities around task management, self-care, and self-reflection being essential to effectiveness as a leader and, and also our ability to relate to others and adapt to change. But it's not until we give ourselves permission to be fully in the moment and be okay with, wow, I've been on Zoom meetings all day long. I've been sitting in a chair for five consecutive hours. Let me just stop a moment because I think that tension in my back probably is related to that. And so now when I give myself the ability to pay attention to intentionally what's going on with me, then I can be more aware and open of what's going on with the people on the other side of the screen for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So now tell us a little bit about the connection between the engaged leader and your co-authored book that, as I understand, is forthcoming. Journey forward tell, and tell us a little bit more about that book.
1: So, it actually is out and ready for purchase. Um, and so, the book is around this idea of pro- projecting the life we want to have. You know, it's really easy to ruminate on things of the past, to get stuck in how things aren't going like we want them to be. But how often do we give ourselves permission to just envision the life we want to have and to set ourselves up on a daily basis to look at life as if it has already happened? And so my co-author is a friend um, for couple years now, gets up every day, has his daily practice of journaling forward. So he has a very clear vision for the life he feels called and destined to lead. And he writes every day for about 14 minutes from that perspective, as if the businesses that he wants to own, the ways he wants to serve his community, that that's already happened. And so he's writing as if he's in that space. And shared it with friends and family for for a while, just reading it. And I really found it to be one that would help me to be mindful of what am I thinking today? What am I ready to project to the world today? So I suggested to him that he should publish some of the entries and that he should write some prompts to go along with it to help the readers. And he then told me, you pick the journals, you write the prompts and we'll publish it. And so it really is, I think for adults and for leaders who sometimes we get so stuck in the now, we forget to give ourselves permission to dream and dream big. It really does encourage you to take a step away from where things are right now and think about where it is you want um, the rest of your life to go. So, So that's the premise of the book. And so it's a weekly entry with journal prompts to help for those folks that really like to reflect and think about their own um, journey in this life and how they want to journey forward. So I think for leaders, it really is a space and a practice that will help leaders not get bogged down in the heart of today and the right now and the complexity and give themselves that that permission that they as a leader can envision the life for their company, for their teams, for themselves, that they want it to be. And then that gives them something to work towards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We all need to be able to practice more regular self-reflection and introspection, right? So whether you buy into the mindfulness stuff, um, you know, some people think it's woo-woo, and I uh, mm-hmm. think it's just fluff, and and it doesn't really matter, and and that's fine if if that's what you think, um, okay. But there's no question that introspection and self-reflection is really essential to growth and development. And I mean, the, the, the amount of research on this is, is insane. So it, it, it's, it's something we just have to, to acknowledge and to, to build into our practice. And you don't have to say you're a mindfulness person or a guru or anything like that, but you need to practice introspection. And so having prompts to do this and getting into the habit of doing this regularly, consistently uh, each and every day, it's, it's gonna be a game changer for you. Uh, This is something that, you know, I've ebbed and flowed over the years, but something that for whatever reason, I started to adopt very early on uh, in my late teenage years and into my early adult life. And it has served me well uh, throughout my educational journey, throughout my career journey, uh, because the reality is we all have blind spots and we all like to think we know ourselves better than anyone else knows us, but sometimes we're oblivious, like we're more oblivious to to things than people around us. Uh, if Because we have these blind spots and, and we have these unconscious biases and all these different things that pile on that make it really hard for us to recognize what's actually going on and what's actually behind our behaviors and our words and those sorts of things. And to your point earlier, we all tend to get so caught up in the daily grind of just getting out of bed and, and hitting the ground running and then you're, you're just like exhausted by the end of the day because you've just been going from thing to thing to thing to thing and trying to just get all these things done. There's nothing wrong with productivity and efficiency, but man, if, if, if that's how your daily life is and that's how it is for, for many, if not most working professionals, then how are you ever going to be able to, to pivot? How are you ever going to be able to make course corrections and changes that are necessary for you to find success? Uh, You're just going to be in the grind and you're going to continue down the same path. And maybe that path is a good path, but maybe there are course corrections that need to happen along the way. And I would suggest most of us, probably all of us, have course corrections we need to make along the way that only can happen as we practice this self-reflection.
1: Absolutely. Being mindful really does. As a leader, it helps you to be fully present in meetings so that you don't find yourself being reactive and you can be proactive, right? Because you give yourself that permission to be fully in the present with the people in the room to hear what their needs and concerns are, particularly those that are unspoken, but that if you are fully in the room, you will catch on to right? Leadership is not, there's no arriving in leadership. It's a continual process of growth and self-examination about our teams, about our organizations, and that we have to continue to think about how we can change and reimagine what's possible, especially now.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, Robin, it has just been a pleasure. I know at the time, and I'm going to have to let you go here in just a few minutes, uh, this has been a fascinating conversation. Before we close for today, I just wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, where they can find your book, and then give us a final word on the topic for today.
1: Absolutely. So uh, if you're interested in learning more about the engaged leader and the work of mindful momentum, it can be found at mindful dash momentum.com. So mindful dash momentum.com. And then my book Journey Forward is available on Amazon. Um, So I would encourage people to pick it up, would love to hear your thoughts and feedback um, and encourage people to really think about envisioning the life that they want to have and not getting bogged down in the life they do have and opening themselves up to be fully present so that they don't miss all of the wonderful things that are occurring around them daily.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Robin. It has been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Robin and her team can do for you. Check out the book. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership.